You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, and it's a solo show. It's another solo show tonight. Well, it's another solo show today. Y'all don't need to know when I'm recording, which is really 11.08 Memphis time, right after watching game one of the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. First ever NBA Finals game played in San Francisco in their brand new Chase, is that the name of it? The Chase Arena, the Chase Center. But after game one, all the Warriors are doing, they're chasing, they're chasing the Boston Celtics because the Boston Celtics went into Golden State and took game one. 120 to 1088 is the final. And it's really what Boston did in the fourth quarter. I mean, this game, I mean, it was actually a nice, it was a, actually a nice little competitive game. But in the fourth quarter, it became non-competitive because the, the Boston Celtics took over the game when they needed to. But you would think that the Boston Celtics would be the team that would kind of fold. They're playing their first NBA Finals. Everybody on Boston Celtics squad was playing their first NBA Finals game while on the other hand, the Golden State Warriors combined had 123 games of experience in NBA Finals to zero for the Boston Celtics. But Boston Celtics didn't matter. You really couldn't tell in that fourth quarter because they came out and probably played. I haven't watched them the entire season, but Boston probably played the best fourth quarter or the best quarter of basketball they played the entire season to sit and get a 120 to 108 win and this game I'm, I'm man how Boston how what Boston did in the fourth quarter check this out y'all now Boston was down at, going into the third quarter Boston was down 92 to, I mean going into the fourth quarter Boston was down 92 to 8 that was after the Warriors had outscored them 38 to 24 in the third quarter that was after the Boston Celtics took a lead at halftime. They were up 56 to 54. Then Steph comes out, scores eight points in the third quarter. Warriors outscore the Celtics 38 to 24. So at the end of the third, the Golden State Warriors, with their core who have won three NBA championships, they were up 92 to 80 on an on an NF. They were up 92 to 80 over an NX NBA Finals inexperienced Boston Celtics squad. So anybody will be thinking that, okay, this game, this game one is probably over. Uh, Golden State going to come out. They're going to shut the door down. They're going to close it up. Boston may have lost a little confidence. It's their first time in the NBA Finals with everybody that's playing. Their first time playing in the NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors with this experience. They know what to do to shut this game up and go ahead on close Boston out in game one. And Boston just, you know, getting their feet wet. But hell no, that is not what happened. Boston down 92 to 80. 
to begin the fourth quarter, and all they do, did was start on a 9-0 run. They came out on fire. Boston started the quarter, fourth quarter on a 9-0 run. Peyton Pritchard hit a bucket, cut the deficit to 92-89 to with 9.22 left. Then the game, you know, it kind of settled down after that. No one was able to get control until someone was able to get control. Because after that, the Celtics started taking, taking control. Al Horford, the 15-year NBA vet playing in his first ever NBA Finals. He hit a three with 5'10 left. That put Boston up 106 to 103. And check this out. Now, it took the Boston Celtics six minutes to erase a 12-point Golden State lead. Now, this is the Golden State Warriors playing at home. Up 12, going into the fourth quarter against the Boston Celtics team. Like I said, that didn't have anybody on the team that had played in the NBA Finals. But it was Boston that came out and played like the veterans. It was Boston that came out and played like the team and the players that had that much experience. So they started the fourth on a 9-0 run. Peyton Pritchard gets the bucket, makes it 92-89 to with 9.22 left. That deficit cut to three. So Al Horford knocks down the three with just over five minutes left. That put Boston up 106 to 103. Horford's three was part of a 17-0 Boston Celtics run. Check this out. The Boston Celtics started the fourth quarter on a 9-0 run over the Golden State Warriors. Then they went on a separate 17-0 run. And the game was pretty much over after that because what happened is that Boston started getting a little bit more tight on defense thanks to their head coach, Ime Udoka, who has set that into their mentality. They got a little bit more tight on defense, and they just started hitting buckets. They started knocking down buckets. I think Boston hit 10 straight shots in the fourth quarter. They hit nine three-pointers in the fourth quarter. They outscored the Golden State Warriors 40-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. And that 17-0 run that they got, they got a huge bucket from Derrick White. Then they got a huge three from Al Horford who put them up three points. And both of them, like I said, was a part of that 17-0 run. And that was the ball game. That was a wrap. That was it. Golden State couldn't come back from that. And Boston, the Boston Celtics weren't letting them come back from that. I mean, the Boston Celtics damn near played a perfect fourth quarter. Perfect fourth quarter. By the time Clay Thompson ended this 17-0 run with 109 left to make it 117 to 105, game was over. Boston wasn't giving up that lead then. It was over. It was over. And because of that, the Boston Celtics take a 120 to 108 lead. Where they win game one, 120 to 108. Now they lead the NBA Finals one game to none. Take game one on the road. And Boston won the ball game, and their best player, Jason Tatum, all-NBA first team, had a horrible offensive game. Had a horrible offensive game. Jason Tatum with just 13, 12 points, finished with 12 points, 3 of 17 from the field, 1 of 5 from three-point range. This is their best player, Jason Tatum. 12 points, missed 14 shots. 
but he did give some energy and effort on the defensive end. He did do that. And that's one thing you want all your players to do. If you're struggling on offense, you can always give energy and effort on defense, and Jason Tatum did that. But Boston won the ball game, 120 to 108, and Jason Tatum just had 12, 12 points. The reason why they was able to win the ball game, because his buddy, his guy, Jalen Brown, like, I got your back, bro. Jalen Brown hit some big buckets. He ended up with 24 points, seven rebounds. But it's really, it was the veteran, Al Horford, that same Al Horford that hit that three in the fourth quarter to give his team a 106-103 lead. This the same Al Horford who hit a three in the second quarter with 129 left to put the Celtics up 54 to 52. This Al Horford was hitting bucket, hitting buckets the entire game. Al Horford, the vet, had 26 points, six rebounds. He goes nine of 12 from the field. He goes six of eight from three-point range, and I think the six of eight from three-point range is a career high for Al Horford. So he took up all the slack that Jason Tatum came up short on. But he just won Al, even though Big Al came up huge. He got some help from his starting point guard, the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, who had 18 points. He goes 7 of 11 from the field. Marcus Smart knocks down four threes, took seven. That's more than 50% from three-point range. His reserve, Derrick White, comes off the bench, 21 points, five of eight from three-point range, range. And Derrick White, he hits some daggers. He hit some daggers on Golden State. He hit one in Steph Curry's face one time, and it was nothing Steph Curry could say. He was just rising up, knocking them down. And he was knocking them down when they needed a shot. He was knocking them down at times. He was killing Golden State's momentum. So Derek Wright, uh, Derek White, 21 points. Marcus Smart, 18 points. Jalen Brown, 24 points. Al Horford, 26 points. That's how Boston was able to overcome Jason, overcome Jason Tatum, and it's just 12 points. That's part of the Celtics as a team hit 21 three-pointers. And that's why they won this ball game, because they got hot in the fourth quarter. They were moving the ball, had their spacing going, finding the open man, being aggressive on defense. Steph Curry finished with 34 points, but he started the game uh, uh, on pace to score got dang 82. Steph Curry came out playing with Boston. He was like, oh, okay, it's going to be that kind of night. It's going to be that kind of night for y'all. First quarter, Steph Curry had 21 points. He hit six threes in the fourth, first quarter. Six threes. But despite him hitting them six threes and hitting them 21 points, Golden State only led 32 to 28 after one. So, you know, Boston had to have been thinking. They were like, damn, okay. Steph Curry just bust us for 21 points. He just sprinkled six threes in our face. But, yeah, we still we just down four points. But then the second quarter start, Golden State kept it up. Klay Thompson put the Warriors up 47-37 with 7.36 left. But then Boston went on one of their first runs. 
They go on a 10-0 run to tie the game at 47 with 442 left. Then that's when Big Al hit that three with 129 left to put the Celtics up 54 to 452. And those 21 big points Steph Curry scored in the first quarter, that's all he scored in the first half because he ended up with 21 points for the half. Because he didn't score nary a point in the second quarter. That's how Boston was able to creep and get that two-point lead at the half. But then Steph came out in the third quarter, a lot more aggressive, eight points in the third. And we just went over what happened from there. Golden State 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter started. It's over with. Boston said, okay, cool. That was fun. NBA Finals for the first time. It, it has taken us three quarters to kind of get, you know, kind of get used to this. We used to this, so y'all get used to this. Bucket, 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 bucket. How many buckets was that? Was that? Because if I'm not mistaken, Boston hit 10 straight shots. Was that 10 buckets that I gave y'all? Bucket, 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 bucket. Anyway. And it was a wrap. Very impressive performance by the Boston Celtics. Very, very impressive performance. On the other hand, Steph Curry did everything he could. 34 points, 12 to 25 from the field, 7 to 14 from three. But as I said, 21 of those points coming in the first quarter. So the next three quarters, he only scored 13 points. His partner, Clay Thompson, not a very good night. Just 15 points, 6 to 14 from the field, 3 or 7 from three-point range. He really wasn't that effective. Andrew Wiggins gave him 20 points. But Jordan Poole, someone that they count on. He didn't play well at all. Just nine points, two of seven from the field, one of five, three-point range, and really didn't give him anything on the defensive end. Nothing. Didn't give him a damn thing on the defensive end. And with Boston, they're going to play you some defense. But you're going to have to play defense against them, too, because they're not one of them defensive teams who just play defense. They're a defensive-oriented team that can score. And that's the thing. And Draymond Green didn't give Golden State nothing but minutes. Four points for him, 11 rebounds. He fouled out. 0 for 4 from three-point range. And they just be leaving Draymond open because Draymond, nine times out of ten, Draymond is not going to hit a three-point. Draymond's offensive game, offensive game has declined tremendously, but he provides so much more for that team so they don't really count on him to score points. He goes 2 or 12 from the field, 0 or 4 from three-point range. And they just couldn't overcome what Boston did in that fourth quarter. They just could not elevate their game the way Boston did in the fourth quarter. And you would think it was surprising because I said Boston is the one that, that doesn't have, that didn't have any NBA Finals experience. Not anybody on the team, but they do now. Ain't no doubt about that. And Boston takes it, 120 to 108. Shut everybody up in the chase center. Just shut them up. And although all those analysts, including Screaming A. Smith, including Screaming A. Smith, who said Golden State was going to win game one. And his ass was dead ass wrong. Just like a lot of them. 
But that's it. Boston wins game one of the NBA Finals, 120 to 108. Game two is Sunday in San Francisco. Why well, I expect Golden State to tie this series up one game apiece. Because I don't expect uh, them to lose to Boston in game two. They too good for that. But in game one, Boston was too good for them. And like I said, that's one of the best fourth quarters I've seen, man. Just straight hooping. They couldn't miss. And they kept their defensive pressure up. And for that, they shut everybody up, up in the chase center. And now they're up one game to none. They've stolen home court, adva- home court advantage. But game one, NBA Finals, goes to the Boston Celtics, 120-108. to Staying in the Bay Area because Golden State stays in, uh, 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 plays in San Francisco. A San Francisco 49er great, Frank Gore, future pro, uh, pro football Hall of Fame running back. Played 10 seasons with San Francisco, last six seasons, 16 seasons at all, last in all his last six seasons with other teams. But he signed a one-day contract to retire as a San Francisco 49er. And that's how it should be. Frank Gore retires after 16 seasons, 16,000 yards, which is third all-time behind Emmitt Smith and Walter Payton. So you know he going to the pro. I mean, you know he going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But even though to me, you know, Barry Sanders is still the best running back to ever play. He just retired early as heck. He would have blew past uh, Walter Payton's record as much as I love Walter Payton. But Barry Sanders is the best running back to ever play in the NFL. But Frank Gore calls it a, a career. 16 seasons, 16,000 yards. And check this out, y'all. See, I'm a former running back. See, I, I always look at the yards per carry. For his career, Frank Gore averaged four yards per carry. You know what I call that? That's great. Because you give him the ball three times, you get a first down. Four yards to carry. Not great. That's good. Great would be five yards to carry, six yards. Anything over five yards to carry would be great. But four yards to carry is good, very good, because that's what you want. You can give him the rock, three carries. You got a first down. You get four more down. But not only that, he rushed for 16,000 yards in 16 seasons for 81 touchdowns. Caught 484 passes for another 4,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. Made it to five Pro Bowls, and he's retiring. He's hanging it up. So salute to Frank Gore because he's one of my favorite running backs because dude used to run tough, compact, low to the ground, physical, run you over. One trying to just outrun you, run you over, run through you, get tough yards, pass, protect. So he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Fame. He better be third all-time rushing leader. Come on, man. 16,000 yards in 16th seasons, that's averaging 1,000 yards a season. Which, I'm going to say this. I'm not impressed when running backs rush for 1,000 yards in a 16-game season. But I'm impressed with that. To average 1,000 yards every season that you play, I'm, imp- I'm very impressed with that. So clap, clap, and a salute to Frank Gore. He re- he's retiring as a San Francisco 49er. So love watching you play, man. All props to you. All props to you. And also another running back 
I want to give my prayers to the family of Marion Barber III, former Dallas Cowboys running back. He passed away. He was found deceased in his apartment. Uh, right now, they're saying, you know, cause of death is unknown. So sad situation. He was another tough runner. Another never die easy running back who I used to love toting that pill. Watch him toting that pill. Uh, he was in the backfield with Dallas when they had Darren, Mc, Darren McFadden. He played with the Cowboys for a little while. So I, I, I love the way Marion Barber used to tote that pill because he run you over too. Them locks, them locks get the uh, coming, coming from up under his helmet. And Marion Barber just toting that rock. So prayers to him and his family. Don't, like I said, don't know what happened yet. But I do want to send my prayers out to his family and everybody that was close to him. So, but anyway, that's going to do it. For this episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday until next time. Oh, hold on. We talk sports. I talk sports because I know sports. We know sports. I'm out. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs>